Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Just kind of want as we chat. I know last night things definitely went south. I just wanted you to know like where I was coming from in terms of like last weekend. I just felt really hurt by the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, like, the way that me and Austin left things off when we see each other, like, let's have the best time. And yeah, we are seeing other people and we're not, there's nothing super serious about it, but I still like him and I feel like I do have feelings for him. Last week, there was just like so much what I felt was like disrespect. A part of me kind of felt like you were intentionally doing it to rub it in my face because we never really fully talked about things that happened in Vermont. Right. Austin and I have always sort of had this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, always. It's been the nature of our friendship. It's made his girlfriends insecure. It's made my boyfriends insecure. I think I'll always have a thing. I do. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Summer House Edition. What a great season we've been having so far. Joined with me to discuss the latest episode is co-host of Intersectional Media Podcast and friend Sam Crab. Hello. Hey. Oh, what a joy. We, I, we were just talking a second ago about how we really haven't talked about this season. Um, so like, catch me up on where your thoughts and feelings are lying. I am. I feel like I'm all over the place. I feel like I started this season thinking I was going to feel one way. And now I'm sort of, I'm feeling differently, but I can boil it down to a couple things of, okay. One, um, I'm super fed up with a lot of the women on this show, and I have been since last season, because uh-huh. they have made me defend white men one too many times. <laughs> it's a bridge too far, right? I, I'm really sick of it. I'm really sick <laughs> of it. With the exception of Austin, 
because Austin is just so ridiculous and awful that, like, you can't defend him anyway. Right. So that should tell you everything you need to know about him. But, like, I'm not here defending Kyle. I'm out here, mm-hmm. you know, defending Luke. Like, who yeah. Who am I? What? <laughs> right. Why? Right. It's, it's a wild world that we live in. I'm sure you saw that really dumb TikTok of that girl who was like, I just figured out that we are in a new dimension. Have you seen that one? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. But... Uh, it's it's coming to you, girl, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> if she is correct, we are now in a new dimension in which, yeah, the defense of white men is uh, a, a forcible act at this point. And I don't know where we are. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Um, and it, it the thing is, like the show and I and I feel this way a lot of times with. Under pump rules, too where I feel like a bad feminist uh, and I mm-hmm. say that all the time, but I've really figured out that like a lot of it is because their actions are rooted in white femininity. So <laughs> like, sure. And you know, that, talking about Lala, right? You're not talking about her. <laughs> wow. Could I, could I be talking about one Lala Ken? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Side note, also, this is very random, but I've been slowly rewatching, like, just kind of having his background seasons five and six of Vanderpump, and I was watching an episode from season six while on the treadmill this morning, and it was Lala's little showcase, and I just um, really need to admit this right now, but her song, um, Boy, was uh, kind of a bop. It was kind of a bop. <laughs> Let me know if I can fuck with you, boy. <laughs> I was like, why am I on this treadmill? Like, right. I was mad at myself. I was real mad at myself. But you know. That's so funny. You know what? I, I've been saying this. I've been, I've been like this year accepting a lot of, um, you know, other opinions and sides. And, you know, people contain multitudes, right? So, like, even Lauren from Utah can have a bop. She can't, you know, I'm going to go that. Just a piece of a bop. She had some great producers, you know, her her little black squad that was around her. I'm going to credit them. I'm going to give that credit. Thanks for making that, guys. That made the Walk Trader Joes really great this morning. (laughs) Yeah, the League of Extraordinary Negroes that she managed to compile and pay for was uh, really top tier. Really top tier. Oh, Uh no. Let's get into the episode. Um, actually, I want to know how you're feeling about Craig and Paige as a couple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they uh, they deserve each other in so many yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been, like, trying to say, but not directly saying, so I'm grateful to you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like nobody else deserves to be subjected to the other one. So, kind of like Hannah and Desi. Des? Des. That's his name, right? Yeah. It does. They deserve each other. They deserve each other. Um, How did you feel about how much delight they took in seeing Sierra attempt to go in on Lindsay at the dinner table? And spectacularly kind of fail? Um, Yeah. Yeah, Paige, it really came into focus for me in that moment, watching her smirk. I was like, wow, why have I been so blind and so stupid to the fact that, like, 
this is exactly what you want, Paige. Like, you yeah. want this. Like, you really instigated and hyped up this entire situation. In a, and, and, I mean, it's interesting how the foils of the show, it's like you've got Lindsay versus Sierra, sure, but on kind of the back ends behind them, you have... Danielle versus Paige as that like backup best friend and how they mm-hmm. handle the situation and it it nothing becomes more stark how like opposite ends of the spectrum they are than this episode as those backup best friends yeah there's a difference between like knowing your girl's about to do something and being like oh shit you know because you know she's about to go in and like the pure delight that Paige took out of it like clearly in some way, Sierra was, like, carrying the torch of whatever grudge Paige has against Lindsay and Danielle. And that's where it's, like, too far. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, um, it, it's like I forgot a lot about last season and a lot of that nonsense. Because I think it was, you know, a couple episodes ago during the, the most chaotic episode of this year of reality television. And, um... You know, Paige being like, yo, I defended you, Lindsay. And I was like, girl, where? You talked a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Which is which is Paige's MO at the end of the day. And yeah. it was refreshing to see her actually, like, show her anger and dislike when it comes to Lindsay. Because she never does it. And she tries to do it on the sly. And I'm feeling like... That is some sucker-ass bitch shit anyway. Yeah. Like, I wish Paige, at this point, would just kind of admit, like, I don't really like you like that, Lindsay, and I think that you're whack, and I think you're kind of a hoe. Because it's, like, based on everything that she says about her in confessionals and whatever, but (laughs) she won't. And it kind of... It's kind of bringing the show and the whole dynamic of the group down, because that's kind of the foundation of a lot of the behavior of, like, the divide between, you know, the 80s babies and the 90s babies. You know what I mean? And yeah, unfortunately, Sierra's been sucked in. And hopefully Maya won't be either, but I'm worried. <laughs> Prayers up for Maya at all times, okay? Um, I, yeah, I think you're totally right. And it's just, it's it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, so let's start with the episode, which begins with, Danielle throwing a glass at Sierra in retaliation of Sierra throwing a glass and the wine at her chest. Mm. Sierra's being pulled away by security. Everybody is kind of like in different stages of shock. (laughs) Um, Andrea and Luke are crying in the backyard. Um, (laughs) It's just like a whole situation. I didn't realize that Carl was sitting directly across from this whole situation. And, and covered in wine. Ooh. I mean, like, it could not have happened to, like, the least deserving person there. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's confused. <laughs> like, halfway holding Lindsay back. Danielle's obviously livid. Like, it's really just, like, a whole wild situation. And... Um, the wild, wild west. Is He called it. Can we just pause for a second? These kids must be just posted outside in Soho, just 
just with the cars waiting outside for them to go up to watch what happens live. They're there every week. I don't <laughs> The differences between like all of these seasons and this one it's like sierra has been on every week for like no, the she's past been on weeks. so much i'm like andy do we really like this girl that much andrea was definitely on last week and now he's on monday like what's going on <laughs> last week i think because last week was a repeat because i thought it was an odd choice to have all that and then directly have sierra <laughs> on but that was a repeat. But that, but that's definitely the second or third time that Andrea has been on, and Sierra has been on like three times. Yeah, I feel like every single time she looks gorgeous, but is kind of a dud and always throwing shade at the wrong people. I agree. So. I will say that her look last night was her best look that I can recall. That was a look. Yeah, she looked great. Like that was a look. Uh, did you did you see the discussion between every amongst you know people uh, yeah. with the bartender choice of John Mayer? Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, mm. I saw a lot of people who were very delighted or like appalled mm-hmm. that he was the bartender and they were not. And you know, I feel like that man is a literal demon, and I I'm not even <laughs> going to get into it. So. Demon with a David Duke cock, as he once yeah. said. Um, I you. hope that Sierra has heard that before. I doubt it because she's kind of young, so that might have like flown under the radar for her. But yeah. you know, people were like, "Oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't fall for that." Considering all that stuff he said, and I was like, "Considering the Austin thing, I don't think that's going to deter her, guys." Like, I, I yeah. You were not the only person who felt that way. And uh, we'll, we'll leave that at that. Yeah, um, prayers up for Sierra and her vagina. And <laughs> like, I just hope that nothing of the sort came into contact um, mm. in the two of them. <clears throat> okay, but back to the show. So everybody kind of like breaks off into groups. Maya goes into the bedroom. She finds Sierra and she gives her this whole pep talk about like, you should not let Lindsay be the one to let you down. Like you're better than this and you just got to move forward and take responsibility. And she gives her like the straight up advice of like, Hey, you're not going to get what you want out of Lindsay. So you got to just move on and rise above. Yeah. 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 I was of, um, like, I was of two minds about this conversation. Like, one, I mean, I immediately understood that she was essentially doing this because the two Black girls in the house have to stick together. And, like, yeah, I'm all for that. I get it. Um, I wish she had been a little bit more direct about Sierra's behavior. Like, girl, you threw a glass at somebody that you did not need to throw a glass at. Like well, I she like didn't I even realized that until later though. Yeah, yeah. And so I give her the benefit of the doubt with that, but like I just wish that she had been like cuz I know what I would have said in that situation cuz I would have said that. Like you're mm-hmm. looking for like you're looking for something from somebody and they're not going to give it to you. Like they're not going to give it to you and you're searching and you're digging and you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. And that is the most frustrating feeling in the world, but you need to go say your piece to the people that actually matter <laughs> because like right. the lens of it all doesn't like you're 
like that's why you're so frustrated because you're taking in anger that you have for two people and you're loading it on one person and that's why it comes off so ridiculous yeah yeah and like i have through this journey of watching sierra have like identified parts of my past self with her as like a a vsp a very sensitive person like i she the girl's lip syncing for her life and i get it like it's (laughs) embarrassing and she's trying to get some sort of um closure or validation out of something so she can make sense out of the fact that she is embarrassed like hell and i get that like what she's doing is like objectively wrong but I get it. Like, I can understand how frustrating it would be to, like, look at two people in their face. And this man's like, well, how would you feel if your roommate just kissed me on the mouth? And then her response is to just be like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I would lose my mind. <laughs> like, I get it. I totally get it. Is yeah. it okay? No, but, like, I understand where she's operating from. Yeah, I've I've really been trying the past few episodes to see it from her point of view. And I think it's like at the end of the day, when it like one of the things that comes into focus is all the daddy issues that she talked about last season, because I've really been trying to figure out why is it that out like even outside of the show, we've never heard her say a bad word about Austin. You know what I mean? Like even still. Even still, like last night when she was asked about him on Watch What Happened, she was like, I just told him that hello and goodbye are the beginning and end of our conversations. And I was like, girl, that is way too kind. That's so, that's kind. That's so nice. That's so nice after the way that that man embarrassed you on national television. And even before then, she would say things like, you know, still saying that Luke is the biggest douchebag like, <laughs> on Bravo and things like that. Which, again, why am I out here defending Luke? But, um, you know, like, it it just brings into focus that, like, I think, I don't want to, like, sit here and diagnose her, but it just, does she just have an issue with being able to actually show her anger towards men that she really cares about you know what I mean yeah Um, I just really wonder about that and I'm also like I really want you to get a better therapist babe I just I really do (laughs) because you you have to wonder like if somebody's been disappointed so much that they just like won't even allow themselves to let that be an option for them you know yeah yeah and I get that. I totally get that. It's just, um, it's it's interesting that she feels, she felt so comfortable <clears throat> with unloading all of the anger about the situation onto Lindsay. Because every time someone was like, this is, this is Austin. She was like, yeah, but. but yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But. And to this day, we'll shade Lindsay. We'll shade Danielle. Um, but we'll never say anything bad about Austin. And I think it's so weird and it puts me off uh, with her entire situation. We need to like really sit down at the reunion and talk about like what happened off camera with them. Like, why is it that you guys don't fuck with each other? I need to know. And I did have a conversation with my friends about this earlier. And I think like part of it and a lot of what we're seeing now is that Lindsay's just very black and white. Mm -hmm. And, like, she just doesn't 
Like, if you're not part of her life, I just think that she just doesn't fuck with you. Or not like she doesn't fuck with you, but she just like, it's just very like, okay, we're not friends. And so you're not included. And that's not like a harsh thing in her mind. And it's not like on paper. Lindsay like inherently isn't a bad person. She Mm -hmm. just adhere to these like girl codes and like social norms. And that's where like people like Sierra, who only kowtow to their people get fucked up with her like it's just too yeah much of a difference i think it's interesting though because sierra when she first started last season i feel like she had very like i'm not a girl's girl type yeah. type things to say mm-hmm. so um i think like at i think at the end of the day neither one of them were abiding by girl code you know and I think uh really Sierra is expecting a level of respect uh from Lindsay that one um you cannot expect things from people that like you would do like not everybody is you at the end of the day but also in reality she didn't she didn't give Lindsay that same consideration because if you want to talk girl code, if y'all were friends, like if y'all were for real, for real friends, Winterhouse, the events of Winterhouse never should have happened. You know, um, even if this guy is coming on to you and he's like, yeah, I know your friend said that she loves me, but like, I'm not really into her, but like, I'm into you. Like, I wouldn't even be there for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be like, Nah, okay, like, that's cute, but that's my girl, like, that's my friend, I have enough respect for her that I'm not gonna do something with you. It wasn't like that. She didn't consider Lindsay to be a friend either, if that was the case. You know, she likes to pass it off as, well, I would have taken a step back from the situation if you two wanted to pursue something together, right? But if you had actual respect and um consideration for Lindsay's feelings you wouldn't have done anything at all and the fact of the matter is you didn't and that's okay like that's actually okay right yeah, yeah. I I was thinking the other day that in a lot of ways like in in terms of euphoria <laughs> um Sierra <laughs> is like Lexi and Lindsay's like Cassie like Lindsay just like <clears throat> lives with her heart first and just like does whatever and like Sierra's just kind of like in the background, just like seething. Uh-huh. Now, like when they got in that fight at the play, when Cassie was like, You sit in judgment of me because you're not living your life, you know, like I'm actually living. Mm-hmm. And you're like being like super judgmental about me and not like right. living your life. And it, it's shades of that too, in a way. No, 100%. 100%. Because I, I, I find it really fascinating the way that the, the younger girls come at Lindsay and like, I forget about it sometimes, but then these kinds of incidents happen. And I don't know, like, I feel like we all could learn a little something from Lindsay. <laughs> like we really could. Cause she does not give a fuck. And I strive to have that level of indifference to yeah people's opinions about me and you know being able to trust my gut and do what I need to do to make myself happy because like there's so many people that do things 
for the sake of other people or for other people's opinions and other people's pleasure. But it's pretty clear to me that like Lindsay doesn't really live her life that way. And that's actually super fucking admirable in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's like big Kristen Cavallari energy. Like, just, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> true. Like, it's real great. Um, so, okay. Lindsay and Danielle go out by the pool <clears throat> and Lindsay says, what she was trying to tell Sierra at the dinner table was like, she understands how much it would suck to watch the guy that like you like make out with somebody else. And Danielle's like, yeah, well, I feel like Sierra really wanted to make you feel bad. And Lindsay's like, yeah, and because I didn't, she got pissed off and she went for the jugular. Meanwhile, everybody else is downstairs and they're cleaning up. And <laughs> Craig makes an offhanded comment about how this is like every day for him or it was, he was in high school, and Paige was like, what the fuck high school did you go to? Like, what are you talking about? Yo, um, in the streets of Delaware, let me find out, Craig, let me find right. out. <laughs> right. Um, so back like to Luke and Andrea. Andrea says that his relationship with Paige was really fun, but he got something a lot deeper out of this mysterious Lexi girl, and I would just like to say, once again, I was correct. This man <laughs> did not really care about Paige. He only is moving on with the storyline because of the show, and now that she has moved on to Craig, he is full able to like live his truth, which is that he was in a whole-ass relationship. Oh, Andrea... My Thank cute you, little Italian man. Oh Liar. God. Liar. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, the only thing that Luke could say, this really fucking cracked me up. He's like, yeah, man, like, I've been in plenty of situations where um, I've let a girl go and she's gone on to live a happy life with kids. And I was like, damn, I really fucked that up. Yeah, thanks, Luke. <laughs> I'm not really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna feel much better now. Thank you. <laughs> Luke is so Luke is just so. Uh, God bless him. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, in the kitchen, Craig still wearing that hat. He's talking oh. to Carl and Kyle, and he's like, "Listen, I'm like Team Sierra." What Austin did was, like, fucked up. I think that he and Lindsay making out was total bullshit. And, like, Austin and Sierra had this whole thing in Vermont. And you don't just come into somebody's house. And he says this with, like, his hand over his heart. Like, I can't even imagine how Sierra would have felt. (laughs) Conviction. Right. He was really going in for it. And, like, how could he come in this house and treat her like that this weekend? Like, they were as official as me and Paige were. Okay. Yo, no, yo. No. Can we talk about this a second? Because the way I screamed. I was like. Either way is a lie. And I'm not sure which one is worse, Craig. Like, you're going to have to talk yourself out of this. <laughs> Sir, listen. I wish. I wish a man would come to me in our casual relationship and be like, yo, I want you to hang out with my parents. And I'm like. Who are you introducing me as to your parents? Because what is this, right? And for them to just be like, oh, this isn't about you meeting my parents. This is about you just like coming to have fun and what, 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 what. So what? (laughs) I just want you to come to my parents' house. It's not not meeting them. You're just going to be on the property, okay? 
It's not like a real thing. There's something so American about that, like specifically <laughs> white American about that, because yeah. the the gall and audacity for me to just like bring a man home to my like, eth- like my Ghanaian African mm-hmm. parents and be like, hey, this is like my casual like fuck buddy or like this is the guy I'm seeing the guy I'm like for me to just bring like some rando over and you you don't know whether you're ever going to see him again I could never do that and where you're sleeping over no you're sleeping over sleeping in my in my room hall from them the audacity if I would ever do something like that like I no no yeah weird to me i was like what is happening here who does craig think he is i mean i know who he thinks he is but <laughs> that man has had dimples for way too long he's out of he's Yo, out of control men, i'm learning this men with dimples Ugh, run problem <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, so <laughs> at this point sierra and maya have somehow migrated to another bed in the house and Paige has now joined them and sierra's like you know i just wish that i would have been able to like do what i pictured in my head which is like go the fuck in on Lindsay and have her be contrite which is like girl <laughs> sorry <laughs> that wasn't gonna I happen i feel for her in that moment because um in my you know my myers-briggs i'm an infp and <laughs> When I read that for the first time and, like, read some of the description of how, like, I daydream and I kind of, like, picture conversations in my head a lot, I was like, Mm. wow, I feel seen. Because sometimes I do. (laughs) So you have an expectation for how the conversation's going to go and then it doesn't go that way. And you're like, Mm. ah. So. (sighs) I I feel for the girl. I do. Um, Meanwhile, Amanda's, like, really watching out for Carl. I noticed she really took her time um, patting him down from his chest all the way down to his white jeans. <laughs> his wine off. I mean, take the opportunity, girl. I'm not going to tell Kyle. Um, but so she, she got to get it in when she can fit it in. I know. <laughs> just we're in the, in the moment in the melee. Let me just get a little touch in, you know, while, while we're <laughs> the opportunities, you know, strike while the iron's hot, you know. She's a, she's a real girl boss. Um, so she tells Carl and Kyle, like, you need to get out of this situation. Like, it, there's alcohol. It's just, like, too much chaos. Like, this is not for you, right? Um, and at I that point, that. at that point, Luke and Andrea come back to the house. And <laughs> Luke, like, people have been saying this, like, full Ashley Darby coming back to find so, out. No, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a, this is becoming like a club of people. Like, I feel like I would love to put all those people in a room to have like just a quick, a little cute little group interview of like, what is it like to come into chaos? To come into that moment. Luke was just like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? What, what the fuck? Somebody please answer me. What went on? (laughs) What was said? What was said? (laughs) So Paige finally tells them what went down and Andrea's like, damn, that's like some Wild West shit. And then Sierra manages to find everybody. Lindsay and Danielle are getting ready to go out. But Sierra goes into the room and she like goes around on a literal apology tour, apologizing to everybody individually. 
for what she did um, and ruining Andrea's dinner and whatnot. And then Lindsay and Craig have this conversation in the kitchen. And Lindsay's like, you know, it's never okay to throw a glass at somebody. And Craig's like, I totally agree. That wasn't the appropriate thing to do. But have you given even a second thought to how Sierra might be feeling? And Lindsay's like, well, no. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's like, you know, I thought they were over... You know, he told me explicitly that they were over and his Craig's like, yeah, but Austin didn't tell her that. Like, girl, come on. Like, if you guys are that close and you know him, you know that he's a fuckboy, girl. Come on. Uh, okay. Yeah. On her, but like, let's not act like you don't know that this man is a world-class fuckboy. That he is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know with this because this this conversation was actually very confusing to me because then Craig is uh, saying that you know they had their thing in Vermont and she went to go visit Austin in Charleston and then Austin went to go visit her in New York and I was like, when did any of that happen? Sierra never said any of this. Well, well, the the Charleston, the Charleston, I do remember that was discussed. There's picture evidence of that. But him coming to visit her in New York, like, I was like, wait, when did that happen? Like, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, I don't remember that either. Craig really just be, does say stuff. Craig be saying things. Craig and Paige just be saying shit. Because yeah. <laughs> when they were on and Watch What Happens, and you, did you see how Paige was like, oh, yeah, like... Sierra did go to Lindsay in Winter House and ask her if it was okay, and Lindsay said yes. And I was like, why is that the first time we've ever heard that, Paige? Why is why has Sierra herself never said that on well, camera? Definitely when she says to Lindsay later, like, we never had a full discussion about this, so... There you go. They, lot, like, they just be saying things, like, <laughs> we deserve each other. Right. Um, so Lindsay's like, well, what would you have done in my situation? And Craig's like, I never would have made out with Austin. Like, I think it was kind of shitty. I'm like pretty disappointed in you, actually. And then Lindsay says that she graduated 20th out of her class of 600. And Craig says, okay, I didn't say anything about you being smart. And <laughs> Lindsay says, well, I'm pretty intelligent. And he says, okay, well, then that's a great reason why you should understand how Sierra feels so (sighs) Mm, that's different from emotional intelligence babe wrong again (laughs) don't know how you went to law school Craig yeah even even Tom Schwartz knew what EQ was even Tom Schwartz knows what emotional (laughs) intelligence is what does that say about you sir Uh, so that basically ends the night everybody wakes up um i just want to like just quickly note that carl woke up in the best possible way which was him (sighs) doing uh, push-ups and his the sun was beaming right on his ass like it could not (laughs) right on the money shot right (laughs) on the money shot carl really just be can't really just be looking you know okay i have i have a this is this is for all the black girls listening as well okay was it just me 
was Sierra, this was just like a stark difference that I noticed immediately because she was sleeping with Maya. Was she not wearing a satin bonnet or even lying on a satin pillowcase? Like a satin I mean, anything? I mean, it didn't look like it. Okay, because I thought I was crazy. That was and I don't know why, but I was like, I was concerned. Because <laughs> you knew the answer was no, girl. You didn't have to ask that. <laughs> I was concerned. And, I, and no, and so now I'm like, has she been doing that the whole time? Has that been happening this entire time? She has been on Summer House, Winter House, and this season, and I just haven't noticed that she just don't be sleeping on any kind of satin anything. Does she always do that? The girl's down bad enough. Do you have to do it? Listen, because then she came downstairs with her hair looking. I. Yeah. Yeah. She did. She did. <laughs> she did. Like, what, what more could we say? <laughs> like, my heart dropped. <laughs> I was like, Sierra, I'm really trying with you. Because, you know, I really, like, I went to the school of, I'm rooting for everybody black, okay? I did, I really did, but you're making it so fucking hard. (laughs) This has been the most difficult season of television of my life because I want you to win. But you know what? I cannot want more for you than you want for yourself. And and that's it, you know? That's really what it is. And I have to accept that. Yeah. I have to let you go, Sierra. Um, I have to just hope that your <laughs> hair follicles are strong enough to yeah. take this sort of use and that you will not end up at the age of, like, 60 with, you know... Traction alopecia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among other yeah. things. Um, so, yeah. 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 Well, let's, let's move on. <laughs> I just had to get that out because ooh, I was... <laughs> I was in shock. I was in tears almost. <laughs> uh, okay, so everybody's like getting ready for the day, even though they're fully like in the path of a eye of a hurricane. Carl <laughs> comes down with a bullhorn and is like, "Let's play beach volleyball, you guys!" Like the way I would have been on the way to the Li Double R. Like, take me back. <laughs> I'll take the train. I won't even wait, you guys. Like, it's not worth it for me. Um, So apparently he used to play in high school. And, you know, he was really good. He's super excited. And then they decide to split up into teams, like, who were born in the 80s and who was born in the 90s, right? So the 90s people are two steps ahead of the 80s babies. And they figured that the 80s kids would be dressing up in costume. So the 90s kids decided to dress up like the 80s kids to really troll them. It was, Um, that was cute. That was cute as hell. I thought it was a really good idea. (laughs) Just to see the the glimmer in Luke's eye. You know, he's constantly amazed, but it's a real special spark. (laughs) It's like a child on Christmas Day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He, Um, you know, I I have to give it to Paige, you know, the motorcycle, the blow up motorcycle was that truly, was that was, it was a great touch. <laughs> it really it was. was awesome. uh, um, so before they leave, Sierra decides to have a conversation with Danielle because she's like, I think I can tap this out first before I get to Lindsay. And she immediately was like, it's absolutely not okay what I did. I'm really sorry for throwing that glass. And Danielle's like, you know, Aside from the Lindsay stuff, like, I was hoping that we would have our own friendship and, you know, 
at this point, I'm like a little bit uh, scared and like gun shy a little bit. I just don't really know if I'm safe with you. Very therapist talk. And (laughs) (laughs) I felt that. that. (laughs) And so Danielle's like, you know, it's obvious that you're really hurt. Like I, I see it. And like, I love Lindsay, but I'm always going to try to see things from both sides. I feel you. And I hope in the future you can give me the benefit of the doubt on that instead of like assuming that I'm just her soldier basically. Right. Um, And Sierra's like, yeah, like I would like to have a friendship with you too, but like, I agree if you're feeling some type of way, if you want to take a few steps back, like I respect that, but basically they make up and Sierra says like, she really regrets that weekend. And interestingly, this stood out to me. Danielle says like, Lindsay doesn't do a lot of things right, but I do think you should have a conversation with her. <laughs> what about you, girl? <laughs> I was trying, I know, I was try- I was like, did she, did she mean to say that that way? <laughs> was that an accident? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> interesting to me. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Because basically by now, like everybody's kind of, they're not really addressing the fight of it all or the wine glass. I saw a lot of people being kind of upset that the house didn't address it more. How did you feel? I was kind of shook. In a, like, I don't know. I feel like because we've all watched, many of us have watched a lot of Bravo over the years. And so I was kind of surprised that this just was kind of like, okay, so anyway, let's go play some beach volleyball. Because mm-hmm. nothing like this has really, like, nothing like that has really happened Yeah, on this show. And it was never, like, that kind I don't know. I always kind of expect nonsense like this to happen, mm-hmm. of course, on Housewives or, like, Pump Rules. I just never really expected it to happen on, like, Summer House, so... Uh, yeah yeah and I kind of I still live by like the real world rules where like we're having a house discussion if something like this happens yeah yeah <laughs> and I think it's, a round table yeah that's a point because at the end of the day they all live together for like yeah. every single weekend um and so I too like if I were like I don't know if I were Danielle in that situation I think of how I would have handled that I would have been like mm-hmm. we are all gathering and like point blank this is some shit that's never gonna happen again in this house or you're out like what the hell that we got to a point where like glass is being thrown and all this nonsense like this isn't just you know like all the other shows where like everybody goes back to their homes but like they all had to go sleep in the same house after and it was like what (laughs) Yeah, like, I wonder if there had been more of a discussion about that. I wonder if, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess Danielle did say that when the trailer come out came out was when she realized that Sierra actually threw a glass at her. So maybe, like, they just didn't think it was that big deal that she threw wine at her. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, and, and, and you would, and I also think... Because that's just kind of an aside to the fact that, uh, you know, nobody really understood, like, how serious it was until, um, 
until yeah because as soon as i saw that slow-mo i was like oh shit Right. Um, and I do, and that's why I think it's interesting too that Sierra still sort of treats the whole situation cavalierly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the sense that I get about it, uh, which I'm like, that's really wild for you because, for all technical terms, since you know social media likes to talk about assault all the time, yeah. the past couple weeks, like. Sure, bro, that's assault. Like, what happened? That's the thing that, ha- like, that's what, <laughs> in plain terms, that's assault. And right, yeah. kind of treating it like it was MBD, like, you could have seriously fucked Danielle up, but mm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting to me. Um, And I, I, you know, well, also, speaking of not addressing things, where's Alex? <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> questions. Yeah. They really need answers. The Asian erasure of it all. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it's sickening. Okay. Um, <laughs> where is he? Because, like, I at this point, I'm feeling like gaslit because I feel like everybody's like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Like, it happens to all of us. Like, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. No. Now, now it's like, okay, you guys are playing with me. Where is he? <laughs> This is egregious. And I would like to speak to the manager. (laughs) Because Andy keeps including him in the Summer House games. And I'm like, why? Judy Winslow. Judy Winslow. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
so okay everybody like gets ready for volleyball andrea and introduces what everybody's dressed up as and uh like you said Paige is dressed up like luke um kyle's love of his life and also his fiance amanda maya um dressed up like him and Sierra dresses up like Carl. Andrea dresses up like Lindsay. And this is the first time I really respected Andrea and his commitment <laughs> to wearing that one piece bathing suit. Like, Ooh, yes. the, the whole time. That was, I respect, mm-hmm. I respected that. I'm like, I like low key love Andrea. Ooh, I, you know, just, <laughs> He's creeping in on me. He really is. And I'm annoyed about it. It is annoying. I fought it for a long time, but he's creeping in. This season better end quickly because I, I'm not feeling good. Um, <laughs> uh, the game continues. As you know, I do not care about sports activities on television. Even I bet, you know, Did you watch New Jersey last week? Because I bet you really suffered. Ugh, I mean, barely. <laughs> I think I took that time to like pluck my chin hair or something. Like I can do something else <laughs> all this game is happening um yeah the only good thing that happened was that like carl was wearing daisy dukes that was it carl was good caked up okay he looked good he really did the handlebar mustache the whole thing handlebars (laughs) it was really hot really hot um i feel dirty like i feel dirty being like oh that was okay like, yeah. right. but you know it is what it is I was like Luke though I was confused by Luke like Luke always be looking good but I was like babe why are you wearing jeans why is he wearing jeans you are supposed to be the boy jeans he's wearing you know <laughs> like what's going on here you were supposed to be giving me like Baywatch like that's what I wanted wait and you think it would be so easy for him, and yet he resists his true hotness every step of the way, and it's very frustrating for me. It's really frustrating, but it's also kind of hot in its own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. He's playing hard to get with his own hotness. I know, just like just give it to us. God damn. Um, so after the game, Carl and Kyle have this conversation about Mackenzie, and like I've been saying, he's not that into her, and. Like Kyle straight up asks him if Mackenzie makes him happy. He's like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, how do you not? <laughs> and then he just says, like, he needs more time to himself. And then Kyle brings up the prenup situation. And he keeps, like, selling this. Like, I've been told by a lot of friends and a lot of uh, shareholders that. I need to, you know, think about having a prenup. And Carl's like, yeah, that's like a great idea. Like, <laughs> what's the big deal? Like, yes, you should. Why, yeah. like, why is this a conflict? Why is it? Like, why is this a conflict? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I'm extremely confused as to why Amanda's so old fashioned about this. Their views on this and being like a bad omen for their relationship is like yeah specifically her this is rich this is how i know her mom's never had to work like this is the attitude of somebody who has never had to worry about anything and it's just like i don't get it like what a life what a life that you must lead i feel like um this is just part of the laundry list from this past season where 
I've really had to, well, one, like, yeah, you guys shouldn't have gotten married and you're on the Tom and Katie train. And two, where it's really so, it's so clear to me that it's as much as people want to just blame it on Kyle, it's a hundred percent not. Cause like this, this is ridiculous. I'm like, girl, it's a prenup. It, it, it to me it's just so it's insurance funny. it's life insurance like, yeah exactly what carl said it's like it's just a discussion before you get married about like what is yours and what is hers like like he is looking like i don't even think that carl is registering that like kyle genuinely thinks that this is like something to be concerned about like i think it's just like yeah so what are we talking about like i don't think he gets it. yeah <laughs> um and then Kyle says in a confessional that like he's just really concerned. He's also concerned about her parents and what she's going to think about it. And his lawyer said that if they don't get this done in a week or two, it might not even be valid by the time they get married. So <laughs> this is just so wild to me. Like, I don't. Why is it I, taking I, I this really long know. for them to even like have this discussion i don't understand the moves of people who are kind of rich and i'll never <laughs> really understand it like, yeah you know but why is it that me like a mere peon a mere peasant in terms of like financial status understands what a prenup is and why it's valuable but like you don't I still don't understand you guys that. Having business together, like what's not clicking? <laughs> the math ain't math, and Amanda, like, how do you guys not have papers drawn up now, girl? Right, right. What are you doing? Like, and if this comes up next week, and I know that I'm going to be screaming about it, so I'll try to keep it tight now. But like, truly, like, she's brought in so much money to that company based on her graphic design and all the merch that they do, like. The merch alone, because I really covet. Like, yeah. I want some lover boy merch. Right. Yo, and- shout out to my friends who are probably listening to this. <laughs> Get your girl some lover boy merch for my birthday. Shout out to y'all. Pull in. <laughs> y'all know the vibes. Y'all know the vibes, okay? You've been warned. <laughs> If Ramona's friends can pitch in to buy her a bag, they can get you guys a sweatshirt. They can get me a sweatshirt. Y'all band together. Get your group chats ready, okay? <laughs> I would like uh, to come to Jersey Shore with my Loverboy merch this summer. Thank you and good night. Post on your IG story which one you want so they know. <laughs> Just you know? subtly. I'm going to do it right after. They're all going to look at it and be like, oh, that's nice. And then listen to this a couple of days later like, bitch. <laughs> um, so if that's what you saw, you know it. You know what to do with that information. You know, um, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like she's sunk so much money. She's made them so much money. Like, how do you not have stock in this? How do you not have like some kind of stake in this business is yeah. wild to me. Yeah. Like, like if she was really smart, equity, like what is like what are we doing here? If she was really smart, she would have been like, okay, I'm gonna do this shit for free put that money that I make you guys into like some sort of ownership. And then we can talk about salary after that. And I'm just thinking about this right now. (laughs) So thank you. Um, 
she's really frustrating. Speaking of Amanda, she has a conversation with Craig. Do you want to talk about the the gun tattoo? I slightly forget. (laughs) I I blacked out certain parts of that conversation because Craig was, like, really triggering to me in that moment. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about that you wouldn't be with this girl if you weren't thinking about marriage? Then just make her your damn girlfriend then. Like, what are you talking about? He wants it every single way. Uh, Speaking of TikTok, I got to get off it, apparently. But, like, I just saw one last (laughs) night where the girl was like... it was something like, oh, I'm I'm worried. Like, I'm, I live in Charleston. I wonder if this guy that I'm dating is dating other people. And then the next thing was like, he's 100% dating other people. Girl, like, lock this shit down. Like, he is so, he's dragging his knuckles on the situation. Like, waiting till the last trillisecond, billisecond. I don't even know if that exists. To commit to her. It is so wild, like, girl, at some point, I know she's trying to be, like, Joe Cool about this, but, like, say, stand up. Say something. <laughs> stand up for yourself. Stand up for something. <laughs> Get up. Get up, Paige. <laughs> it is so wild. So, yeah, like, he's telling Amanda, like you said, like, if I didn't see a potential, a potential of her being at the end of the altar, I wouldn't be doing this. Like, doing what? Having free lover boys and getting to fly out to the Hamptons every few weeks? Like, yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? You you can fly to New York and get a free place to stay and and you get to fuck the girl in the apartment? Oh, no. Sad. (laughs) Wow, the work. The effort. You you get to get mic'd up and you're getting paid to be on another show on Bravo. Oh, my poor thing. Poor thing. <laughs> My God. I, you know what? I'm really glad that this came out when it did because he and Austin were in Philly this weekend. Okay. Uh, for their little podcast tour. Live? What was that? Did you go to Pillows and Beer Live? <laughs> I surely did not because I would have been a menace. I would have been a menace, right? Um, my friend and I were even talking about this yesterday morning where I was like, I'm really glad that I, you know, saw these things late but I hilariously they're at a bar that I was at like even like a couple weeks ago and that made a complete sense for Austin and Craig to be at that bar Frankfurt Hall for all of the girlies that live in Philly it makes complete sense for them to be in Fishtown and at Frankfurt Hall but I was like I'm really glad that I didn't I'd see that before they were here because I really would have been tempted to just like protest and be like <laughs> the both of them and be like just to read them for both for filth. Uh, like Austin, are you an insane person? He's asking a black woman why she wears sunscreen. Are you that stupid? He's truly like he should not be allowed to be in public. He's a menace to society. <laughs> Talking like calling black girls Jezebels, fetishizing the fuck out of them. Oh, Let's never like, talk. Let me educate you, bitch. Like, <laughs> truly ship him off to the colonies. Like, I- <laughs> let him back. Take him back wherever he's from. Like, <laughs> deport him. Uh, truly, back to um, a specific state and never let him leave there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shouldn't be allowed to leave the county, honestly. <laughs> I, like, actually fear, because, like, 
I feel like at some point, I have, I've never been to Charleston, but I feel like at some point I like will end up in Charleston and I'm kind of afraid in my heart for that moment because I feel like I'll have an encounter and like, I will just go yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like an inevitability. Much <sighs> like the Ravenel Bridge, you'll run into Austin. <laughs> at least Shep. Um, oh, Shep. <laughs> Okay, so at that point, Lindsay and Danielle sit down and talk about the conversation that Danielle and Sierra had, and Danielle's like, yeah, like, it basically all the shit came down to last weekend, and she was feeling some type of way, and she was on ready before we even know that she felt anything at all, and... Lindsay's like, yeah, again, I can understand why that would hurt her, and Danielle turns to her and says, did you want to hurt her? And Lindsay's like, what no. A <laughs> what a question. What a friend. What a woman. <laughs> I love that. Like, this is how you hold your friends accountable, girl. Because, like, she was really like, mm, are you sure you didn't enjoy this a little bit? And she was like, no. Like, I went into the situation thinking that he could potentially fully hook up with Sierra. But, you know, how could I know that he was going to choose me? And then I was going to be the prettiest princess of the ball. <laughs> I didn't know how did that. I know? How did I know that he was going to choose me? <laughs> okay. Oh God, I love her so much. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. So Danielle at this point looks dead in Lindsay's face, and she goes, "But did you love that?" And cue the montage of Lindsay seeming to love it or at least like it quite a bit and you know of all the time she's with austin last weekend being like don't worry about what anything thinks if i want to fuck him i will okay um i don't care and i don't care and um danielle then tells Lindsay that like basically there was some collateral damage from her actions and again like i thought that was like a really good friendship thing of like this is i'm gonna call you in okay and just like maybe challenge you to think a different way but i'm i'm with you but like maybe let's just consider things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> did you feel like danielle had any did you think that she had a point in asking her this so yes <laughs> Because probably more than most in that house, she knows Lindsay really well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. <clears throat> but, like, yeah. I, girl, like, let's not act like you are just, like, you invited Life him. Life is just the- happening to you. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Life is not just happening to you. Um, like, you're making pointed choices let's think about what those choices are and how they're affecting other people. So, you know, I, I was, I wasn't one. I think that people and Sierra still seem to think that Lindsay was diabolical enough to plan this shit out. Right. And um, I don't think she was diabolical enough to do that. I think that she, wanted what she wanted and she enjoyed that she got what she wanted on her birthday 
I don't think she's in that. No, I don't think the like she invited Austin with the intent of hurting Sierra. I think she was like, Oh, I'm having a hot hub summer. I'm gonna invite the biggest slut in my contact list that I still fuck with. And he's gonna come up and whatever happens, happens. And maybe in the back, back, back of her mind, if Sierra feels some type of way, then you know. Sorry. That's <laughs> Sorry for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to act like she can't claim complete innocence in the sense that like you wouldn't have any idea that Sierra might feel something badly about that like come on yeah that she might like side eye that like I don't so this is the thing that that I also forget because I feel like I don't something about like the timeline of this season is like messing with me but like I think I even immediately forgot that she that Sierra had been like making out with Alex and making out Mm -hmm. with Carl yeah. And had been making googly eyes at Carl, like, all summer, right? Um, but on the back end, it was like, yo, but Austin. So I'm like, but, so, like, which is it, girl? <laughs> like, that's cool. You could do that. I'm all for that, because you're single. But which is Also, to be fair to Sierra, like, she wasn't hiding that. Like, she was having conversations about Austin to Carl's face. And probably Alex's, too, if, if he was True. there. So... I mean, and Carl was like, yeah, the reason why I'm not going to continue to pursue this is because she's clearly still on the fence about Austin. So I have to give her a point for that. I do. But you know what? Imagine, imagine fumbling a chance with Carl. It could never be me. You know that. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine a world like that where you fumble a chance with Carlito for Austin. For anybody. For yourself. (laughs) (laughs) True, like, like, it's beyond me. And you, like, girl, I don't know. I know, I know that, I know that you (laughs) Carol would never. Carol would never. Never, okay. Never. You can put that on my tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amanda tries to have a conversation with Paige, who's like all googly eyed about like what Craig said, teehee. But then, thank God, nature intervenes and um, the tide comes in. All their shit gets wrecked, and they're like, "Okay, I guess we have to go home now." So, (laughs) um, excuse me. Um, so everybody's like trying to clean up the house and at this point Sierra's like oh I'm going to take this point where everybody's cleaning <laughs> to have a conversation so I can get out of it. it dual du- two birds one stone you know I see what she's doing this um, the way that she be ducking the way that she be ducking any chance to clean I love that Luke was like oh did you come outside to help and she's like no I'm talking to Lindsay <laughs> I love and she did that and she did that last episode too and like yeah. With Austin, he was like, of course you didn't come out to help. <laughs> like, of course you're not here to help. Like, <laughs> imagine, like, that's actually, I don't know, that, like, also gives me anxiety. Like, imagine people just straight up knowing that you're a dirt ball and, like, never help out with anything. Like, girl, you're the resident pig pen. That's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. She gives me, like, I, I really can't care. Like, she don't she don't wear bonnets. 
<laughs> she lets like she just like sits under like an entire pile of clothes like she lies like it's not even a blanket like she doesn't have a blanket the blanket is her piles of clothes that she just like lets on the bed yeah 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 um does and she always flush she doesn't always flush like she got away with it partially because h-word was there last season so, <laughs> yeah, to but the North remembers, okay? The North <laughs> Exactly. Um, coming into this now. <laughs> I also loved how, like, meta this moment was. Because Lindsay had taken the Lindsay wig and hat from Andrea. So now she's dressed up like herself. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sierra apologizes for things going south. But then she's like, you know... I want to explain where my head's at. And she says that she felt really hurt by the whole situation because, you know, she and Austin, like, she had a weak, a weak alibi or whatever with this. But she's like, well, you know, I really like Austin, even though we had a talk and we decided to date other people and keep things open and just have fun when we saw each other. But I still like him. And, you know, I have. You mean he decided to keep yeah. the, he decided that he wanted to keep things open and see other people, and yeah. you went along with it, and you still like him, and you want him to want more with you. Bingo. I, right. that, that's the translation right there, Sierra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, Lindsay. Sierra then says like oh we've never really had a full conversation about what happened in Vermont and Lindsay's like another flimsy excuse in my opinion um you know Austin and I have always had this sort of dynamic and it's upset his ex-girlfriends and my ex-boyfriends we're always going to be that way and like this is just us and I'm like oh okay whatever um Carl better watch out right right girl what right like kind of slips in oh like i do like austin and i'm still trying to figure my feelings out for him so uh, okay now we have something to talk about here like it's just that the emotional intelligence of this though this is where like but neither of them have really strong emotional intelligence because i feel like sierra should have like that shouldn't be a surprise to sierra no, not at all. It just, it just really shouldn't. And then, like, I feel like we, as the general audience, have known this since Winter House. Since right. we watched Winter House. Like, yeah, she's, like, she wants Austin. Yeah. Austin just don't want her like that. Yeah. So. And, like, if, if Sierra wasn't picking up on that in Vermont, she definitely should be by now. Like, <laughs> it's abundantly. I would weird. hope so. Yeah. Um, basically, they... J- you know, Sierra says, claims rather, that she's going to be stepping way back from the situation because she doesn't want to be in competition with anybody. And they basically, like, have a mea culpa. I think they hug at some point. Okay. Um, everybody gets back to the city. There's a little Maya hanging out with Oliver, Kyle and Amanda. Oh, my are looking gosh. <laughs> You love this? I, I-, I, I just, Maya... Oh, wait, wait. <clears throat> Sorry, another pivot. And side note, you yeah. have had Maya's cookies. I have yeah. had Maya's cookies. Yeah. Bruh. Which cookies did you get? Um, so I got them, like, finally a couple weeks ago. Because, you know, that shit took forever to finally, like, 
get here. Yeah. Um, so I got the oatmeal white chocolate okay. chip um, and the oatmeal chocolate chip. Regular mm-hmm. chocolate chip, uh, peanut butter, mm-hmm. brown butter, snickerdoodle, and double chocolate. Okay. Every single one was so fucking delicious. <laughs> I, I would, like, I'm a cookie connoisseur, and I would, yeah. like, like, the the thickness and the size of the cookies, like, perfection. Like, perfection. not getting, they're, they're not stingy. Um, the butter is clearly, like, good but, butter. Butter. Oof. The, the peanut butter one was, like, just melting in your mouth. Oh, yes. The, yeah, the dark chocolate one was, like, hitting for me. And the chocolate yes. chip like, bomb. So. What I loved was, like, there's something my friends and I, because we, <laughs> we literally sat on the couch one day. We were watching Too Hot to Handle and eating Maya's cookies, and it was, like, a yeah. perfect Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were, like, you know, there's something about... Like the saltiness, mm, yes, that she yes. adds to everyone. That like, thank you, Sam. Yes, yeah, I like it gives it like a savoriness <laughs> that I don't usually yeah. get at it. Like I don't usually get out of cookies. Yeah, I don't know. Perfect amount of flaky sea salt. Yeah, that adds like, yeah, like I love a salty chocolate chip cookie. Like, yes. Yeah, You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So big up to you, Maya. Big up to you. Yeah, she like the bitch can bake. The bitch can bake. Yeah, like, she absolutely can. Go get y'all uh, some cookies. <laughs> so I didn't know that Oliver was also in the food industry. I think he. Uh, might- yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys, he's cute, and I don't want to deny that. But like, he just—it's li- just that he lives in New Jersey, and I just. <laughs> No, this is, I, I remember listening to this on your last pod and I was dying because um, this is so true. Like I, you know, so I live in Philly, right? And I like where, and even within Philly, there are certain neighborhoods that just like, you're like, oh, this is a stretch, right? Like <laughs> this is, this is difficult. Like I could never date, like I could never date a guy in the Northeast, you know, like northeast Philly, because it's just like, how the fuck am I gonna get there? <laughs> like, it's too much, you guys. It's too much. It's too much. Like that had me dying because I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Like this ain't gonna work. <laughs> so, like, truly, unless she's trying to get married, girl, like let us go. Like, you know, or, or just have your fun and like catch him when he comes in the city or when he's in the Hamptons. Because I took just a quick glance at his Instagram and it seems like he's really out here. So just have fun. <laughs> And they do look good together, I will they say. They do. I saw she posted, like, had, like, a happy birthday Instagram story for him. And I was like, oh, girl, we still hanging out with Oliver? Right. Yes. She did. She was leaving the door open for, for Luke, though. So I'm curious. Oh, but Because I would, I love the aesthetic of it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a simple, shallow girl. And I love the aesthetic <laughs> of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um what happens after that okay um <laughs> Sierra, oh Sierra has this whole scene where she's pretending like she's gonna get back into nursing and not just like no, ride no, not. like let's I'm not I'm not even gonna play I'm not yeah I'm not gonna give this the time of day and you know why because all of like so many of my best friends are nurses my mother was a nurse I just I don't I, I don't got that for you Sierra I, usually, I actually really love nurses, obviously, because all of my best friends are nurses, right? But, like, Sierra is, 
the exception. <laughs> I just like <sighs> you're going to go into every house that Bravo will give you a contract for until you can't. Like let's not even <laughs> pretend like you're gonna yeah. make time to go be an ICU nurse in between you filming Winter House and Summer House. Like that's not gonna work. And like, what do you mean that you need to be like having lunch with people to network to like <laughs> go what? Like are you oh, what do you mean? No, not like <laughs> what? It, playing in my face, playing in my face. Um so <laughs> we stupid on it. <laughs> um Carl has my future mother in law and father in law over mm-hmm. to his apartment and, and- we, like, we stand Sharon. We love her. And Carl makes mention about how Lindsay lives above the above him, higher up in the building. And, you know, yeah, Sharon did make a comment about when he's going to move up. But I think maybe she just meant, when are you going to be moving up into a nicer apartment? Not specifically hers. Okay? Okay? <laughs> Don't try me, guys. She would ne- Sharon would never do you like that, Karen. No, she, she never, never would. Uh-uh. Never, I, I know that in my heart. Um... So then Carl says that he's like 223 days sober and, you know, um, an emotional conversation about how bittersweet that is and how like Sharon tries to say, like, I don't know, you know, who's to say if you would have been sober had your brother not passed away or, you know, like it's kind of a silver lining of the whole situation. And, you know, I, I could just tell that Sharon's like really had a hard year and I just really felt for her, you know. Carl's whole story and just like his journey has been like, ugh, like you just can't help but like really feel for him and like feel for her in that moment. Cause it's true, like it's true, right? Like shit happens and there are ripple effects and like how it makes us change the way that we live and the way that we think. And it's like, wow, if that shitty thing hadn't happened, like would I be in this better place or would I have just gone on living the way that I was living and had my own really terrible rock bottom, you know? Yeah. Then, like, think about how difficult it would be for a mother to be like, I could have had two sons who were addicts, actively like, out of control, or yeah. I could lose one, and one could be in a really great place. Like, it's like it's so hard, you know? Yeah. That's tough. God bless her. Um, God bless her, for real. Um... You know, Carl says in a confessional that, like, he and his brother were really close when he was young, but then his brother's addiction kind of got them in a place where they went separate ways. But he thought that Carl thought that, like, he was just doing the normal New Yorker, 28-year-old, doing blow and uh, drinking thing, and then it got out of control. And then, you know, his brother passes away, and he it was like a big wake-up call for him. Um, is Coke big in Philly? <laughs> 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 That's a strange question. I, I think that, like, where would I that? But I just... <laughs> <next slide>. <laughs> um, I'm sure it is. Okay. Honestly, no, yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, I feel like within the past, like, few years, a lot of the... There's, there's very specific places and bars that I can think of that you know that half the people there are on Coke. Okay. And all of you Philly people that are listening know exactly the type of places that I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about, but um, I don't really, like, 
I don't really frequent those places. <laughs> I don't know. Because okay. it's, okay. you know. Um, uh, so the reason why I asked that is that I mentioned on my Twitter that it was like a moment for me of realizing that like, I had not heard a Bravo celebrity who we've seen partying later admit that they were doing coke. Um, like nobody's ever like yeah. straight out admit to like there have been like allusions to cocaine in the past. Like maybe it's not about the pasta. Yeah, yeah. But like I I don't remember a time where like somebody's actively been like I was doing cocaine on the show, right? Um, yeah. He commented like what kind of 28 year old thinks that's normal to drink and do cocaine? And I'm thinking like most of them <laughs> like, maybe that's just like me living in New York and thinking that's just like, that's just like being New York culture. So I was wondering like, maybe that's just not culture in other cities. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on <clears throat> the like friend group and like space that you're sort of in um i mean like my 20s i spent the majority of my 20s being friends again with nurses and other therapists <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm not really like the the picture of like the most at the most we were like doing like mad edibles like you know what i mean so <laughs> so i mean I'm pretty boring in comparison, but I do think uh, if you're in certain industries, if you're more of like a corporate or like finance person, then, uh, you know, things like Coke, things like Adderall. Like, did you see that article about like Bravo needs to have like an Adderall reckoning and things like that, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe that was just, like, too New York of me, but I was just thinking, like, girl, everybody does cocaine, man. But also, <laughs> like, you know, cocaine 80s in New York is still very much in effect today, so <laughs> maybe I'm biased, uh, and I could admit that. Um, this is also not an admission of me imbibing in any of us, okay? Just like <laughs> okay. Don't, don't be making any assumptions, yeah. okay? I mean, it doesn't mean I haven't, but it doesn't mean that I have either, okay? Um, so anyway, uh, they then have a conversation about Mackenzie. And again, clearly the man is really not that into her. And so Sharon's like, you know, he says, basically, like, she's been a big support to him. Basically, Carl needed a shoulder to cry on, basically, and she was there. But he's not into her, Okay. Thank you. Why do I have to keep saying these things and being true? So after the fact, it's exhausting for me. Okay. Um, I hate being right. Right. It's really, it takes such a toll. Uh, Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Sharon is like, yeah, it sounds like you're really not that into her. And also, like, you're saying that maybe it's better that you be sober for a year before you pursue a relationship. Like, if you wanted to go for her, you would. So, that is what it is. (laughs) I think, like, regardless of the his sobriety, he would be making, like, you know, safe intention, like, intentions and figuring out how to be safe. Um... But yeah, like, it's, un- I don't know, because at the end of the day, if you wanted to, you would, right? And if you felt exactly. strongly enough, exactly. um, you would be pursuing this in a way that is, like, good for her and good for you, um, that, like, right. everybody feels safe, everybody is getting what they want, so. And maybe that you would, like, smile when you talked about her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have, you have to wonder if, like, this is just, like, at the end of the day, this is, like, a step in his healing journey. Totally. You know, totally. Which, which is actually really, I don't know, like, that's, it's not regular Carl fuckboy behavior, but I will say, like, that must suck for her. In a sense of like, yeah, yeah, you never want to be the like therapist girl, you know, you don't want to be the therapist girl and you don't want to feel like you're like no girl ever wants to feel like a rebound. No girl ever yeah. wants to feel like they're just a stepping stone on your journey to find like your higher self. Right. Like yeah. I'm not a tool to like help you figure out who you are and what right. you want, you know? So like, I'm not here to make you a better man for some other bitch. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. That's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not for myself, bro. Like I'm right. selfish. I'm conceited. I got a reason. Right. <laughs> um, so then we get to the last scene, which I'm sure. Ooh. You got as much pleasure out of it as I did. So outside at that point, I like. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Kyle and Amanda go to therapy, and um, in a confessional, Amanda said several things that were just like red flag, red flag, red flag. She says, you know, they know what their problems are because they and they know that their problem is that they can't communicate properly because Kyle will get defensive and then she will shut down. And she'll stop listening to him. And they just kind of butt heads and they can't communicate with each other. And let's just let the record reflect that this is a month before they're supposed to be getting married. No big deal. Our main problem is that we don't know how to talk to each other. You're fi- like the fact that you. Oh, listen. <laughs> the fact that this is still an issue in your relationship at this stage of the game. 
mm-hmm. is a little ridiculous, babe. Like, mm-hmm. that's it's not just about like learning to <laughs> use some I statements, right? <laughs> like at that yeah. point, it's not it's not as simple as learning to use some I statements. It means that there's some like fundamental foundational issues. Right. That may indicate that you guys aren't compatible. Yeah. Like, this is beyond the wedding looming. This is like, y'all are five plus years into a relationship and you guys don't know how to talk. Like, the wedding deadline just makes it worse. (laughs) But, like, this is already a bad situation in general. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, So, I love that the therapist threw shade immediately. And she was like, you know... Um, I haven't seen you guys in two weeks, so we've kind of gotten behind on our progress, but like, you know, I know that it was because you guys were planning the wedding and things like that. I know that's probably a lot for you. <laughs> like, damn girl. <laughs> I do have a shady therapist. I do. I, I appreciate it. I laugh. It's great. I laugh. It's um, great. Then Kyle says, you know, things have gotten really intense and that the logistics of having this in a backyard have, like, been more than they anticipated. And there's just been really stress. And Amanda mentions how Kyle has started being nice to her and how freeing that is for her that he's, you know, checking in and making sure that she's okay. And the therapist is like, okay, that's a really great. What term did she use? Like... Um, I I can't remember like appreciating him like that was a gr- a beautiful appreciation Amanda for Kyle so I good good for you and then Amanda says that you know they have arguments but they're able to have them differently like as what would you think about that as a therapist <sighs> like I know you don't do couples therapy but like. And I do not do couples therapy. <laughs> I don't do couples. Like, I, I feel like I've said that a few times to friends. Like, I could never. Because I would be, like, I would take a side. I just would take a side. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I feel like at some point, it like, with those two, it would be, like, can we have just, like, quick individual sessions where I really make you reflect and think about like what do you really want like Mm -hmm. what do you really what are you really like are you sure are you okay right Blink twice (laughs) right twice if you need help like for the both of them I'm also curious, like, because they get into the prenup conversation is there like a line that is drawn when it comes to legal issues like, if a couple of um, bring up, do you, like, do you be like, I, I can't really get involved in that? Or can you have an opinion? I would, I don't feel like there's a line drawn there. No, not in my opinion. I don't know too much about, like, what, like, a couple's therapist would do yeah. in that situation. But I feel like for me, like, with kids and stuff like that, like, you know, I get, like, sometimes I get legal shit, like, thrown at me, and, like, sure, I can't, like, like, I can't testify. Like, I can't do anything right. like that. But I certainly can be, like, here's how you handle this emotionally, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, your kid has to go to court. Like, here's how you guys handle this emotionally. Okay. Um, 
so so I feel like that's totally fair game on the part of um on the part of their therapist to be like okay well like why are you concerned about bringing up and like here's yeah. and I also th- that gets into like I think any therapist would want to educate their client right on like this is what this is for mm-hmm Let's make sure you understand that. Now, do you still have concerns? Why do you still have concerns? Maybe we could touch on the fact that, like, you think it's unreasonable that a legal contract would be, like, a bad omen for your entire marriage. Like, maybe we should unpack that. Mm. Maybe. Just a a thought. Um, Yeah, like, the fact that Amanda really thinks that this is, like, a bad luck situation so close to their wedding is just like okay well yeah like is there something more to that is it just the prenup or like is it just the prenup or do you feel like this is literally a house of cards or a very wobbly like jenga situation where if you take out one more block that we are on the tip of tipping over is that what you really feel like is happening here amanda yeah I like this is a house of cards it's about to fall right is that what this is because you're adding one more thing to the plate like you're adding one more thing to the tower like let's literally think about this okay if you were to sign that piece of paper once the ink dries what do you think is going to happen (laughs) like right what do you think what is is that relationship yeah what does that change right and the thing is like, because if so, you think that this is like an out, then that's something that really needs to be discussed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think so. In the preview, <laughs> like jumping into the preview, she's like, you know, there's no way that like if I got divorced from that, I wouldn't be walking away with nothing, right? Like, Put it on or the paper I finger. wouldn't be right. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be entitled to like basically half of everything right Mm. and so in reality though as much as I don't want to defend Kyle in this case how does that how does how is that supposed to make him feel secure within your marriage that is also like (laughs) if you're looking at this like I'm getting out with half like yeah that's fair um And also, like, clearly you're looking at this from a legal standpoint on some level. You know that people can typically get half. So let's just put it down in writing. Right. You, yeah, you know the vibes. You know exactly why this is necessary. You're just trying to play dumb that, like, this isn't necessary for you for whatever reason. It's fucking weird. Once again, let's end this episode on saying you have a business together. A business. A successful one. A successful, yes, because you know what? Listen, I'm excited for the like for shit to get warm and to be drinking my white tea peach lover boys. Okay. I've already planned a vacation in which I'm like, how can I get lover boys? I hope that they have them in the state that I'm going to. So I've, I've got like a photo shoot I'm, I'm in an inflatable thing on the pool like I'm having a whole thing so oh my god I love this for you <laughs> I love it for me too girl but yeah they gotta figure this out they I'm I'm really like excited to 
see next episode because I don't think it's like explosive, but like I feel like we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. We're getting um a little bit, of course, more Lindsay slut shaming. The yeah. fact that Sierra is still pressed over who Lindsay be fucking. I'm like, right. I hope that that was a fake out because like, I hope so. Fuck, do you care about this random dude that you don't know? Why? Why do you care? That's wild. Oh, Sierra. Oh. <laughs> just, you know, to end on my thoughts, I just, I, I, uh, I hope me and Sierra never meet in person <laughs> for many reasons. Uh, one of them being that I'm going to look a little too closely, like, at her, um, her roots. Oh, <laughs> I'm really, like, I'm really concerned. And I don't, and I actually feel, like, now that I've said a lot of this, like, I feel really bad for, like, talking about her hair in mixed company. <laughs> I feel like I'm Chris Rock. <laughs> God I, damn it. That Sierra's going to make an appearance somewhere in Philly, and you're going to walk in, like, Kenya Moore hair care. Like, <laughs> with, a full- <laughs> with a, like, a trumpet, yeah. with a little band. Just handing her her necessary products. Really, I will be handing, like, I'm going to have a whole satin set for her. I'm going to have satin scrunchies. I'm going to have a satin bonnet. I'm going to have a pillowcase. I'm going to give her two. I'm going to give her two pillowcases, one for home and one for travel. She always got to have one for travel. Get get an embellished embellished hat by Robin Dixon. You know, maybe a nice little like satin line turban for you know one of those like Grace Alaye like hats for the days so, where she might want to be you know cute for like you know in the winter or be lazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would say collaboration, Sierra Miller for embellished. Let's make that happen. Oh my god! I wait. Yes, <laughs> Sierra Miller for, for Kenya Moore hair care. <laughs> Girl, see, see, we do want, we are rooting for you. We are. <laughs> Every time I'm like down on this girl, I'm like, God, I'm a bad black. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, well, Sam, thank you so much for doing this. Do you want people to find you anywhere? <laughs> um, do I want y'all to find me so that you can tell me that my opinions are shit sure (laughs) um you can find me on instagram or twitter um on my skincare instagram that i seldom use these days uh skin underscore in the city so you can find me there for sure all right well you have a great day girl we'll talk soon oh yes we will thanks (laughs) bye bye